We're back. The Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking blockchains, cannabis, e-games, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, <laughs> bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Oh, he's back. He's back. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> he's dancing too. He's dancing too. What track was that? Anytime, anytime that means I started drinking prior to the start of the episode. Damn. That's, that means that means that my beats are there. I'm like I'm like Timbaland right there. I, I, I see the beat before I feel it in here. I just don't hit it. Because I had a couple of drinks in me. Oh, Timbaland, you brought up the king, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Whiskey Hue. We're in for a treat another episode today. We are um, going to be diving into some hot topics. Uh, we're going to be diving into what everyone wants to know um, about all the money-making moves over the last week or two. Some have, some have been uh, great. Some have been not so great. And some people are uh, looking for bankruptcy filing paperwork. <laughs> so uh, oh, we're going to dive, we're going to dive into that. And, uh, but before we do that, we want to check in, right? See what's going on. What's, what's new fellas. Um, what you got, Anthony? Oh, Bezos is stepping down. No, no, no formula one. No, no listen, yeah. yeah speaking of that, listen, let me tell you something. We had a snowstorm. You had to have your, your skis out, right? I, <laughs> actually, I, actually, skis, actually I'm planning to go a little snowboarding maybe sometime late February. Um, listen, this that's f- hard, man. It's, it's hard and it's that's dangerous, hard. but it's fun. Like if you, if you like that it's little adrenaline, adrenaline rush, snowboarding is it. And it's ice. The Northeast yeah. is really, it's, it's really icy. So you go much faster. So I like, I like my life too much to be skiing. Man, listen, you got yeah. I'm a black man in America. You think I'm going to give myself extra? Uh, <laughs> you can't even hide, Clyde. They can see us three real quick <laughs> in the snow. I'm not going to try to die. <laughs> there he is. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be, so I'll be honest. We went sledding yesterday, right? Yeah. So it was almost like this group, but we had one white guy in there. So we had a white guy, black guy, brown guy. Uh-huh. And then the black guy is six foot eight. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to look for him because it was like a seat, like 200. So it's Jamel, who's going to come on the show. And um, I'm like, so I see like a ton of people out sledding yesterday. We took the kids and it was great. That's dangerous shit. Kids will take each other out. They don't give a damn. I loved it. It's good. It's lack of fear, man. You got to live with a lack. Of- Listen, every sport I participate in is dangerous. I wrestled. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I like, I like snowboarding. I, you know, I, I, I done my kayaking, you know, in a, a little bit more. <laughs> So what? Man, you gotta live on the edge. You can't. We can't, we, Get it we can't be scared. Get it I don't know kayaking's that dangerous compared well, to like snowboarding. Well, yeah, well, right. well, <laughs> well not, 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 not down at Hudson. Like you know, I'm talking like uh, like going down a, a, a more spots. rapid river. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I got you. I, I, I got you. He's I like, like, I like it. He's a little I bit like more it. sophisticated than us. He like out the bathtub <laughs> in a real lake. You know, <laughs> but snowboarding is hard, man. Because like I've got no, I'm not good at any of those balance sports like skateboarding. I never I couldn't you know, do it. I'm not, stuff, I don't have I'll run, <laughs> I'll run, and I can cut. And I, 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 and, I, I that and that's the one thing I hate. I hate running. Oh my god, I despise. I, I'm into it now. I went running today, and it was slippery as shit. May have taken a few tumbles. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to admit it, <laughs> but, but it felt good. Hey man, we should get into so, some yeah. politics real quick. 
Oh, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Jump, jump, jump right in. <laughs> MRF. What does that stand for? Mitchie resting face. Resting Mitch face. Mitch McConnell, baby, actually pushed back on that crazy wow. QAnon lady. And he's like, hey, his face didn't move because it doesn't move. He's like, I mean, I don't know. He just looks like he's just sad. But I don't know. He might be happy in there. I mean, he thinks joy is a mental illness. Potentially, he pushed back. I'm like, he's been down with the cause for four years, but he actually pushed back the other day. He's like, well, that's a load of person. All right. Cool, man. And you're referring to Representative McConnell. No, oh, Representative yeah, yeah. Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene, who's yeah. a Republican from Georgia, so who's just been saying just like crazy stuff. She went yeah. Not only since she's been in office, but year, many years before. So, yeah, it, uh, he had to, really. So it was just you yeah. know, one of those things where he, could, he couldn't deny this one, no matter what. They're trying to figure out this. Yep. Republicans are trying to, trying to figure out what they are and where they're going to go in the uh, near future. Right now, they get hijacked by the uh, QAnon folks. It's getting interesting, man. And we'll probably, this will probably weave in, right? Cause it's online conversations that led to offline community activity, yep. which is a lot of what happened last week too. So it's just, it's going to be, it's an interesting next 10 years, man. I'm just saying, cause like a lot of this stuff, you know, Arab Spring, uh, what happened at the Capitol building the other day? What ha- India had something similar just last week at their, at this Lal Kila, which is Red Fort, New Delhi. Very similar. We got a, Kind of a dictator, prime minister. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> and actually, Riri came to our defense. Rihanna, man, hey, she never shouted out you directly. Shouted out me indirectly. <laughs> she goes indirectly. She stood up for the people directly. <laughs> very, very yeah, indirectly. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Took okay. a left at the stoplight. You know. Those <laughs> <That was> were <working. laughs> She kind of came in defense. There's some farmers protesting in India. She kind of came up and stood by the side. She goes, "This is now right, right." And yeah. probably had a nice, yeah. So good for her, man. She's you know, it's cool. But there's, so, yeah, go for it. No, so you know that, that you're, you're spot on, and you know it's a lot of things that we're going to be touching on during this episode. But as always, before we dive right in, we're going to talk about the whiskey of the day uh, because these some of these topics will make us drink. So I want to <laughs> just <laughs> I want to just dive into we're going to be uh, diving into the whiskey of the day, which is King Car Conductor Single Malt Whiskey. This is one that Thule brought to our attention. Uh, we'll dive into it a little bit later, but you know, this one's crafted from Taiwan and, um, you know, pretty good, pretty good, uh, story behind it from, uh, Athul. So we're going to dive in and sip on this throughout the show and, uh, enjoy, enjoy. So, uh, we've been going through a lot, uh, over the last week or two, we came off a great episode, uh, with Greg, who was the fixed income, um, guru gave us some good insights on blockchain and cryptocurrency. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, really, really take some time to listen to it. It was a great one. But uh, over this past week, we've we've seen GameStop go from like four hundred dollars a share to uh, today, where it's like ninety dollars a share. It's had an amazing run up, uh, amazing story behind it. We're going to dive into that just very briefly. But, you know, not only GameStop, but there's a ton of some of st- stocks who were left for dead. I think at one point, Blockbuster even started to move. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to dive into that really quickly and just give our give our takes, answer some hot questions that we've all been getting and uh, see if we can leave you with some gems. So, you know, to kick it off, you know, what the hell happened? What happened? We should get into all that. We should we should talk about and then how is this going to impact Robin Hood, which was for the people, by the people. Now it's against now people are against it. Um, how do they make money? Um, and I'm going to put it out there. Tech billionaire investors smarter than 
Wall Street billionaire investors. Just going to put it out there. Bam. Mm-hmm. All right. And then um, the fundamentals and tech analysis didn't mean shit last year, but also the CNBC Bloomberg guys were trying to hold to that. Hey, well, this is wrong. It's not, I'm say, Wait, where were you last year? We'll get into that. <laughs> and we'll talk about, you know, I mean, it's an interesting conversation. And a lot of my Nexus friends, they go, they attend Davos, right? And democratizing financial markets are like, oh, we need to get to that. That's a place where everyone can be solvent. Well, we had that last week and you shut it down. Right. So we should we should talk about all of these things. And this was the actual Occupy Wall Street versus what we saw in 2011. That was just a couple thousand people hanging out on Wall Street. This was actually online, hundreds of thousands of people. And they rose up and it was kind of dope. <laughs> Any banking friend I have. And these are, mind you, people that have been in, in this industry and all these institutions, hedge funds, mutual, whatever it is, across banking, investment, make all that. Every last one of them, they've all made millions in this industry yeah. for like last last few years. They said it was kind of dope what happened last week. And I think so as well. I mean, it's just kind of, you get, they've always crapped on the little guy and now the little guy has a voice until Robin Hood steps in. But you know, why do they, so why do they have a voice? Right. So, you know, ultimately there was something that took place at some point to make them want to understand that we wanted to make a difference and, and get a voice. Right. And they want to do it in a financial way. Um, so, you know, there was, um, uh, Melvin Capital. Yeah, they were doing a short, um, and Abdul is probably the more more expert person to explain the short side. But they were doing a short on a number of companies that were already destined to die. Um, things that you know in our everyday life we no longer use, like GameStop. Um, you think about that from the perspective of if you're a gamer, you just download it from online, just like you download <laughs> your movies from Netflix or streaming or Disney Plus or whatever. So. Made common sense. Um, they decided to short the company, but for whatever reason, you know, there was a whole Reddit uh, revolt experience, you know, drive to say, you know, we're going to get back at the big guys and we're going to figure out a way to pump up the stock, stock and to make it grow from what was it like seven dollars? Something at, like that. At, at the up start, it was up. It was in, it was below ten below below double digits. Um, and then it, you know, I think it started what in September was when it all started. Um, so then over the last, you know, four to five months, mm-hmm. it's been chattering the, uh, Reddit chat rooms and, you know, it exploded over the last two weeks and it just ran up. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at the, uh, Reddit boards, but you know, the, the main call to action was hold the line, hold yeah. the line. Like, what does that mean? And you know, what, what have you seen with that? I love it all. I love it all. So let's let's go back. Let's get in. So this was a truly like Clyde. We just discussed, set it up. David, which is the versus Goliath. David would be the Wall Street bets, the Reddit crew. Goliath being the institutionalized Wall Street plays. This whole thing actually thing thing actually began about eighteen months ago, right? So Wall Street bets. There's a guy named, and this is usually Anthony's lane where he drops f bombs. I'm not gonna do it. Deep mm-hmm. effing value. <laughs> There's a guy you can look him up. It rhymes with ducking. Um, so deep effing value. This is a guy, and he's a marketer. He's a Clyde type of cat, right? And he he what he. This is the power of the internet. He went online. He was a marketer at some company. I forget the company. And they, I think his name is Keith, and lives on the East Coast, I believe, somewhere. And it was he saw that hey GameStop. He's probably a gamer, actually is a gamer. And he said, Hey, this thing, there's a pop, there's a pathway to profitable business here if they make some quick pivots, right? Obviously, like what Clyde alluded to, the retail space is kind of a dying space. And I think from my experience, you know, you take something you spent $300 on 
two years later, they'll give you, I'll give you 10 bucks for that. I'll buy it off you for 10 bucks. You can get the new Madden game. I mean, <laughs> right. That's how they used to roll. Right. But they, that worked for a long time. Now you can download everything. And, and so this thing began 18 months ago. This guy spotted some value and he actually did fundamental analysis and, you know, technical analysis in it. Right. He, and he created this momentum, started posting this stuff, started creating some momentum and all of wall street, they started shorting GameStop because they did their fundamental analysis. So up until this bolt, up until this point, a few months ago, everyone had a rational case for their side, right? Based in fundamentals, which is something we haven't seen in about since February of 2020. Everything <laughs> went out the window then. And so, so then they all kept playing chicken and egg, the rise of the retail investor. Like on Reddit, this Wall Street best community. I just came to know them last week and it's kind of dope from like four or five different people. One of them was a cousin. And the community began posting their affection towards a few companies. Right. So, you know, GameStop, AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, Nokia and a couple other cats. So what work? Where, where can you do this? Right. So they they all double down on a few of these. So if you have a company with low valuations, low floats, which means a limited number. I'm sorry, not too many shares out there, like not a ton of shares where you can actually make an impact. Um, so that means if you get a bunch of thousands and thousands of people to buy into it, you can actually create waves, volatility in the in the stock. That's what they did. They targeted those kind of stocks and they went after them. They're like, hey, there's a, there's a business model here. This provoked a secondary response from the larger institutional investors. And they saw them, the rising price, and they said, what the hell? We're going to crush this. And they shorted it. Shorting is a great tool to have in the stock market. We can talk about that later. Um, but then they all got away from fundamentals and tech and they said, let's just go for it. Right. So you got cats trying to take it down. Cats thinking it's going to pushing it up. And so they all kept double, tripling, quadrupling down. So it's a battle over still a finite asset shares in these companies that folks are fighting over. When an institutional investor gets squeezed, so let's say you bought, you know, they're trying to short something at 20 and it's supposed to go, they want it to go down to 10. They think, okay, I'm going to make that $10 right there. But if it goes up to 400, you're like, damn, I just lost $380 B <laughs> per share, right? So they're like, so that's called a short squeeze. So then at some point they're going to be, um, what's the best way to say this? If you have company, if you have money in a company, if you have certain shares, at some point you're going to have to have enough leverage in your company to that you should have that. So if you, so they were over levered basically. So they had to buy the, they had to buy the stock back to cover their shorts, meaning we got to cover this. We got to get out of this position. And that's what happened is when you buy the stock to cover your short, you're actually sending the price higher. So the whole, the Wall Street bet cats were losing it and winning at this point because it kept going higher. And then this is the game they kept playing and it just got messy. It was going great until, and Mark Cuban had a great comment on this, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, which is where all of these cats, majority of them were investing through because it's, you know, it's a newer play and a lot of them are kind of gamifying the system. They had to put a leverage because they didn't have enough money in house to cover what was happening. Right. So, and they, so they had to pull a stop. So everyone thought, hey, maybe they when they put stops, you can only sell, you can't buy. That's shitty because all the hedge funds can still buy can still buy and sell no matter what, but the retail mm -hmm. cats couldn't do it through Robinhood. You could do it through other platforms. So that was the point. Robinhood, which was their game, their way to gamify the system, was also their limitation. And Mark Cuban came with a beautiful quote. He goes, you guys didn't lose this battle because of your flawed strategy. Robinhood let you down. Right. So he said, basically, go to another brokerage firm. Um, he didn't name any names, but that would be TD Ameritrade, you know, any of these other cats that have trillions of dollars on their balance sheet. So no matter how far you want to take it, they can handle it. 
And I think that's going to be the next play. So that's that's one quick in and out, and then um, I'll let you well, guys take over. And I'll tell you what's how Citadel and all well, that. I think I think that's that's a good point. So this is where you know, <laughs> I uh, right. So I was on I was on Facebook, and as we were talking pr- prior to the start of the show, uh, Facebook is the 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 entire your your whole your whole life history of friendships, right? People you connected from <laughs> elementary school all the way to <laughs> high school, college, current life. So you got all dynamics of uh, friends. Now, if you if you grew up in different environments, you start to see where everybody is. And over the during the pandemic, when everybody had extra cash, right? That's where this really this jump really happened. Like you guys mentioned, we talked about on this on here. There's been extra cash in the market because people, you know, stimulus money, and people started playing in the market. And you have a great tool, like you said, gamifies. Uh, 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 buying stock with Robin Hood. And I've seen so many people who never, I see never talk about buying stocks, talk about buying stocks. I have people yeah. talking about, oh yeah, I'm doing options. I'm like, one, really? You understand options? I don't understand options. I know you. How do you understand <laughs> options? But whatever. All right. Yeah. So, and then when, <laughs> when this happened, <laughs> when this happened last week, I'm looking at the my, my timeline. People are like, oh, that's illegal what they did. And I'm like, how is it illegal? And they're like, no, I think it is. Like people start claiming things are illegal without having proof that is that they broke the law, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. But you saw a lot of I saw a lot of people talk about they were purchasing a GameStop stop stock last week or last two weeks. And I was impressed. I'm like, I, you know, I, I didn't, as you guys found out last week, I was like, oh, what's, what's going on? <laughs> GameStop, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it was fun, man. I was having fun. And then I'm just like, hold on, really? I was like, I was like, did I hear people buying GameStop? I was like, why are you buying GameStop? <laughs> I was like, is that, I didn't yeah. know they were still open. <laughs> so, hold the line, hold the line. <laughs> and, hold the line. and I was like, it logically just doesn't make sense. But I saw people purchasing it in there talking. Once that Robin Hood put the halt on the trading, I saw my timeline light up okay. when people were upset and annoyed and pissed. I'm like, one, y'all shouldn't be buying a game. Uh, you know, maybe if you if you want something else, maybe you should go to TD Ameritrade, but it becomes these transaction fees, the ease to mm-hmm. ease to purchase stock, how complex it is. TD Ameritrade and and, 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 and or Charles Charles Schwab Schwab. Uh, it's a it's a it's an old looking system. It it gives you it gives you the essence of maturity uh, this is where we're, we're, you know, we're, we're here for you. We're not going anywhere. This is in the fad. That's what it gives you when you log into your systems. Robinhood yeah. clearly is like you're jumping in your PS five and you're playing some, or you're playing a new mobile app. So more to the story, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't get where GameStop, where everybody was going with GameStop. I, and I feel like too many people were, we're not going to hear. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing is who lost their shirt, right? Like who, because this stock That's plummeted over the past part, couple right? of days, like sixty percent day, yeah. over, uh, day over day, every other day, and it was just it just plummeted. It's now at ninety dollars. Yeah, that's the scary thing, right? So you have a great point there. So shorting the stock, shorting shorting's a good. It's just another way to balance wide open markets, right? It's a great tool to do that. So I I like it as a strategy, and I use it. I don't use it anywhere. I mean, like two percent versus long on everything, right? So basically, people should know that you can buy. Shares can be borrowed more than once. If you short something, you're essentially borrowing it. Let's say I short something that Clyde owns. Anthony could come in two and a half milliseconds later and short borrow it from me so he can short my short. So that's why you had 140% short interest. There's only 100%. If you got 100 shares, you got 100%. And if you got 40% over that, 
That's, that was, that's what was happening. You can short on short on short and that's how that happens. But then at some point when you've got a lot of this creative, crazy volatility, some of that money has to be in the bank. And that's what happened to like the Robin Hood types and all that. Um, it's similar to like, look at it like it's similar to putting money in a bank and you can, you can, you could pull that money from the checking account when needed. You know, if, if I put in, a, in money in a bank and Anthony wants to pull some money, they're probably using some of my money, some of Clyde's money to pull it. Anthony's going. So it, that's how it works. That's the best way to see how it works. So in the meantime, the bank is lending that money out to others, making money on it multiple times over. It's just that everyone kind of came at the same time type of thing. All right. So let's get that. Um, where are you going? So Robinhood, can we get into Robinhood for a minute? So I, I delved into their business model. All right. They don't charge transaction fees, which is beautiful. And that made everyone else that's, that's follow the, on. That's the catch, right? It wasn't. Race to zero. It, it's, the, it's the non-transaction fee purchasing that a lot of people go, oh, I got an extra $100 and I got nowhere to go. I don't have yeah. to go to a bar. So I'll buy the stock. Which is, which is scary because it leads to crazy irrational activity sometimes, not all the time, right? And so, so Robinhood, the fable. Let's go there. The fable, right? The story as we grew to love as kids, right? It's like, hey, you take from the rich and give to the poor. What happened through the Robinhood app last week? Exactly the opposite, right? So it's, it's, it's essentially, you know, basically you, they stole from the less rich, maybe poor, I don't know, and they gave it to the quant funds who are rich. And because they stop. And so how, how does Robinhood make money? And it's kind of so they they don't make money on the per transaction. Obviously, you know that but they sell all that bucket of information. Like if we all three make trades, they sell it to hedge funds who complete the order. Right. It's called order flow. So they sell that to order flow. So two of them that you kept hearing about last week, hedge funds, Citadel, 0.72. So 0.72. And you heard about Melvin Capital and that all ties in. So what they do is Citadel gets all this information and they're like, they know all the trades being done couple fraction of a millisecond before everyone they got other quant algorithms in there so then they started placing trades on it as well they saw oh this is momentum's going up they bought in and went up too and then they got kept down then you had elon and chamat chamat palipatia they're all jumping in on this thing so they see the order technically a couple milliseconds before everyone else so they can make trades on it if there was any shadiness there could have been a call hey citadel saying stop the trades because we got a whole bunch of shorts going down Stop allowing people to buy it and the or limit it to like five shares or one share per day, which they did last week. Um, that changes the game. That's illegal. Don't know if that that's out there, but that's been rumored to be out there. And Ken, what's his name? Ken Griffin, uh, uh, Keith Griffin. Uh, you know the CEO of Citadel. He's got like a two hundred million condo in New York City, right here. Got another two hundred million condo in L.A. So he's doing things so, his way, no, no, right? No. <laughs> I mean, and, and so, you, Anthony, you brought up a great point, right? So a lot of people, you, there are some nice, beautiful stories, like some guy, some just regular retail guy, one of us types, made 60K in like three hours. And he's like, look, man, I get to pay off my mom's medical bills and my sister's this and that. That's a beautiful story. But there are unfortunately a lot of the other stories where a lot of people lost a lot of money, all right? And that's who you're scared. And it's typically not going to be – if a lot, there's a sum zero game. You win and lose on either side of that trade. Unfortunately – the hedge funds will probably make out okay, even if they lost a ton, aside from Melvin Capital, but because they got their asses kicked last week. And and then even Robinhood had to bring in another three and a half, four billion in capital. Yeah. And that's against them because they had to raise it and probably got some crazy ass terms um, for the banks that lent it to them. They were like, hey, you guys are beating up. You need us. They got some great terms on that stock that they're going to triple, quadruple X. Um, when if they IPO later this year, so there's some, all this crazy stuff going on, man. I've been talking. Go, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. 
So that was that was the interesting part. Uh, you, you touched on that at the end was the Robinhood IPO, right? Because they were primed to have a killer IPO, and I think a lot of this is bad press for them. Not only that, raising an additional three point five billion dollars will give them, you know, probably hurt their valuation. It probably raised it a little bit as well. But then also, um, you know, as investors start to think about the IPO, they're going to be a little tarnished. One of the things that I heard recently was around, you know, their customer growth was actually pretty good. They um, during this period, there were a lot of people like, let me open up a Robinhood account because I want to get in on all this free money from GameStop and AMC and uh, Nokia and BlackBerry and everything else. So a lot of those retail investors were really diving in. And and, and let's be honest, Robinhood is the one that has has the most uh, brand recognition. You know, you talk about marketing and brand recognition. They're going to be doing an ad in the Super Bowl. Uh, or Five million dollars, man. Five million dollars. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be trying to drive more growth. I mean, this is a prime time for them because money is flowing. Interest rates are low. New stimulus checks are about to come out. Uh, so, you know, all these retail investors are like, yo, let me flip it because you got to think about a lar- large percentage of the people who are in the market today. They've never gone through a recession. They never lost big. So they like the, the stock market can only thing they can do is go up. Uh, a lot of these millennials who are in our early twenties are, you know, looking at this as just like fan. Uh, I mean, fan duel, uh, DraftKings, any of the um, any other gambling sites is looking at it just like that. So that's where the the interesting part is, and you know, Robinhood's taking advantage of that. It's it's crazy. So the five million dollar ad, right? That that surprises me. So and they're they're not going to pull it. And it that's a, hey, we're here for the little guy. That's their message. That's been their message, right? I mean, it's similar to like, you know, um, that's, it could be bad timing on the marketing. Like you're not going to go have our, our Kelly do like a Mountain Dew campaign. <laughs> Let's quench the youth's thirst or something like that. You're not going to do that, right? There's no such thing as bad press in marketing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, hey, Bill Cosby, the man who touched America. That's something you shouldn't go out there doing, right? This bad timing on this, I think, right? So I think these cats might be toast. Well, um, long term, but, but they need, cause they need their customers as much as customers need them. I don't, right? I don't think, I don't. Like, all right, the the, Rob, the the GameStop and Robinhood debacle and lessons to every business cl- business school class in the near future and in in college or whatever um, is going to be interesting. But I don't think they're going to lose all. They're not going to lose a majority of their customers. Like, where is every? It, it, where is everybody else going? The biggest thing I see, the biggest thing I see, and I wonder about Robinhood is how many people stop trading in the next few months after those stimulus checks mm. drop, right? That's what, yeah. that's where I really want to see. I'm going to see what that drop off, because it's going to be a drop off. The question is how much, how, how much do people continue to purchase when there's no extra cash? Um, or do they, or do they start using their free cash to, instead of going to the bar and doing all these other things, yeah, I'm going to keep on buying stock. I will look, I hope I said it. And I'm, I'm on both sides. You know, I've kind of knocked at Robin Hood. I'm like, Hey, you know, most cats making a dollar, a dollar 32 cents. It's like, Hey, man, I won. <laughs> okay. That's great. But, you know, <laughs> but no, but I'm, but I love how they've made it accessible for people. I do think that to kind of keep some rigors in place, then maybe. So people, I hope a lot of people know that they're getting taxed for all the money they made last Dude, year. I want, I want, I, I, I wanted to bring that up because I was just about to say, it's like everybody who bought and sold that's last huge, year, they got it. They're going to, they, they better make sure. They fill this shit out right with the IRS because the IRS is not going to play around if you, you know, yep. and, and you're, you're on your profit and they're going to come after you. They come after people 
it caught a lot of people off on the uh, for online gamblers. That's catching yeah. a lot. That caught a lot of people, and you know this is going to pick up. It's just constantly going to pick up. IRS is just going like yes, yes, more money, yes, yes. Yeah, and then you know it, it's it's crazy, man. So let's, I'm gonna um I like to crap on things. So hedge fund, I was at a hedge fund for a little bit until it it's uh, I'm doing air quotes suspended operations, right? Uh, we tanked basically. Right? Uh, this is 2009 ish. Uh, yeah, so two thousand yeah, two thousand nine. Um, so right around the whole thing, right? So and we okay with zero percent interest rates and the quantitative easing, does the two and twenty hedge fund model? You guys know what that means, right? So two percent, um, two percent management fee, and then twenty percent of the carry. Meaning, let's say the the hedge fund makes a hundred mil in revs revenues, you get twenty percent of that. That's in house. So twenty million of that stays at the hedge fund. The other eighty percent goes out to everyone. So that's the two and twenty model. Now I looked at Citadel. Criminals of Darth Vader's of last week. Citadel, their top earnings. Guess what they are? Amazon. The S&P 500, jackasses, and Facebook. I got all of these too. Why do I need you? You know, this is, I want people, I think, so I have all these holdings. All of us have these holdings. A lot of people have these holdings. Why do you need to give them two and 20 to buy those for you? Open up your account. I like, so I think I like the kind of, you when you enter, you put new things in a market like a Robin Hood, which is beautiful. It gets people like in, interested in the space. Things move too quickly and sometimes break. So that may have been an example last week, but I think a lot of people, if they learned a lesson of it and didn't lose their shirt and they're good with it, I think you, there's some lessons we learned. I've lost a lot of money. I made more. So whatever in, in the bank. So you get used well, to I it. Think, I think with the Citadel thing, if you, the question is, how much do you want to be involved in your own extra revenue generation? I know, listen, I get it. I get it. Like, hey, I got this capital. It's sexy. There is, there's a, and be real, for both of you guys, it is kind of fun, right? There is interest in like, all right, cool. Let me look at it. Where are the upsides of this company? What 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 are the trends looking like? Let me take a bet. There's there there's a little bit of excitement that you get out of it doing this. Not everybody feels like this, right? Not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody's like, ah, yeah, I want to manage this. I want to manage that. I got to pay attention today. I don't want to like because because be, once you start playing in it, you can't just like set it. And walk away. You kind of uh, well, no. If you if you do it the yeah. old, old school yeah, way, old school way. But if you're doing, but th- right now this is an old school. This is I'm that, playing. They, they, can't, they can't go after every stock, yeah. right? They're going to go after like we said, low volume, yeah. low val. This is value. This is a very I, into, I this is a very uh, engaged game uh, play right here. So if you want to play a good traditional, uh, good value stocks, good 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 funds, and just stay the course and review every quarter or every year. That's different. So the way I liken it is, it's kind of like getting your house clean, right? You could do it yourself, you know, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you may even be able to do it a little bit better. But you know, if you can pay somebody to do it while you do something else, it may be worth that two percent fee. Because you got to think about it. you tip your you tip your waiter fifteen percent, you tip your cab driver probably ten percent. Like, I clean my own Clyde house. Cloud is like, I do not I pay. I do not. I got two boys <laughs> that do don't ever make it to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> they're like 30 years old. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. But so cleaning the house, right? Let's give that analogy. That's a good one. Um, though. That's a good. That's, that's a great, great analogy, great by analogy. the way. It's good. But what do you really learn by vacuuming day after day? Not much, right? But 
if you get in and start looking up fundamentals and do some tech analysis, which I think we'll recalibrate and get back to that space at some point, you learn about companies, you learn yeah. about value and you learn about, hey, that. So there's there's one thing. I mean, I thought the guy, the deep F in value was Clyde. I heard he's some marketing cat. He was actually, <laughs> and there's this Gunjan Banerjee. They're making a movie about this whole thing. He's going to be featured, obviously. There's Gunjan Banerjee and I heard them, on, she's a Wall Street journalist a reporter there and they, her and some other one, I forget the other lady's name and that's my a bad, um, just Gunjan. I just remember that name from before, but she, they basically called him. This dude lives at his mom, his mom answered. Yeah. He's in the basement. He's a dad and he's doing it. I think he, his stock valuation went up to like 50 mil or something like that. At one point it came down obviously significantly, but he, he could have cashed out, but he said, I'm here for the cause. And it's kind of dope. I mean, I would have taken out a cash. What's the cause? What's the cause? Right? Like, what is the cause? Like, uh, people were talking about taking it to the man. I'll, I'll tell you what. So, he, I, I, and you, you bring up a great question. So, in 2008, when the whole car, every, the whole shit went down, that was Wall Street's fault. And I'm shit on him, and I, I make money from Wall Street, right? They're my guys. So, I'm like, but I'm going to say, none of them went to jail. Yeah. None of them went to jail, right? All the rioting we saw, the 99% that was fair and 1% that wasn't. Some dudes got killed. Some dudes, you know, took a, took got some shit from Target, maybe a couple sweatshirts and all that, and they're in jail probably, right? But nobody went to jail from 2008. And that's shitty. And they they broke the system. It was their fault. Nobody got in trouble. And it took down the world, right? These are a couple of retail cats, and you're going to crap on the little guy and not allow him to do this. I have a problem with that. I'm signing with the Wall Street well, Bets guys, even though I make so, money from the Wall so Street the, side. The, the funniest part, and in, 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 in keep me on track because I feel like I'm about to go off course a, a, a huge amount what, what i don't i never get and and i was raised to be to 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 pay attention to politics right i've been raised this way and never like ah you know i don't really care blah 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 no there is there's been opportunity and this is one of those moments right now where if you were pissed about how this all played out with robin hood and whether citadel who whoever made phone calls or didn't make phone calls, you're not as an individual going to be able to change it because now the SEC is looking into this, right? SEC is going to figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to move forward. More than likely, you're going to get screwed, the little guy, in this process. How are they going to... No, I don't think the little guy gets screwed. I think because they were doing it out in the open, they weren't collaborating or anything like that, I think they'll be fine. What's going to happen on the SEC side is... There probably you know, what will, what will probably come up is there will probably be some hedge funds who got in, who created Reddit accounts and drove everything up, and were on the other sides of trades and doing some things that you know look a little shady. So I think that's where it's going to come into play. I yeah. think the reason why it's it's going to be good for the little guy is because you know there's literally nothing that they could do to stop this besides you know the Citadel people coming and calling Robinhood like yo you want to get some more money better turn off the point. You hit it. You hit it right on the mark. Everything that was happening on Wall Street Bets, which was the momentum driver for this entire thing, was transparent. Everything was out in the open for anyone to read. SEC was checking into it. FBI was checking into it. And these are things you heard. I'm, I wasn't ever a part of these because I wasn't high enough on the totem pole. Thank God. Um, but there, you know, in the Hamptons, hedge fund managers are having these little quiet conversations about let's do this. And they're across hedge funds. And I don't want these guys coming out knocking on my door, but I'm just saying that shit happens. That's an open secret. So you can't bust on the little cat. So I think the SEC is well, going to go after the hedge funds. They're going to go after for a little bit. They make a lot of money yeah, from it. I don't so think they're going to go after the little guys. What I'm, what I'm concerned is what rules get put in place and who, yeah, who does yeah, it yeah. benefit? Right. It's, it, it's like, if you do not 
have any voice to to move that those rule that rulemaking in your favor outside of the SEC saying, all right, you guys hedge fund A, hedge fund B, all right, you guys might have did a little too much. So here's a slap on the wrist or something like that. But outside of that, what else can be done? So this is one of those things like Robinhood, you know, who knows? Their 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 model, people might be pissed. There's gonna be another Robin Hood. There's going to be someone else who comes yeah. out yeah, yeah. who's going to be a Is lot so, better. So, uh, SoFi Capital or something like that? Yeah, like, SoFi, well, SoFi Capital, better. yeah. They're, they're, hasn't their game been more about loans and, and I don't know. Oh, is that it? Okay. I, My bad. I know. Well, they're, they're doing great, right? Uh, so yeah. I, 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 what I'm saying in regard, regard, regarding this, you know, listen, what, what some of these hedge funds have done, this has been their, this is their wheelhouse. This has been their play. Yeah. This has been their playpen. So you try to jump in there and, and, and alter it now. Of course, they're going to be upset and of course, they're going to be pissed. So I get it. I, I just don't know what they're going to do, how these Reddit users are going to use their power now to make sure they don't get squeezed out. One last thing. So the safest way to play this is institute some sort of let the, let the Robin Hood cats play, let everyone else play. One safe way to do it is so they don't hurt themselves. Put in like there's a little capital gains tax, like a 0.1% transaction fee or 0.001, whatever it is. So there is some hit. If there are some hurdles in place, then you don't act crazily. You, you, you put some fundamental, you put some more thought into it. I think that could min- mitigate some of this. Uh, and then you do have to, you can't allow, if it comes to be known that Citadel called Robin Hood and said, stop this trade, they're going down. That, Let me tell you something. Going down. I'll tell you, you know what's going to slow it down, like we said earlier? The IRS. When they start <laughs> <laughs> But they come in after the fact. They come in a lot later, right? You need regulation. Yeah, what what, what I'm saying is that yeah, yeah. In, in, about, in about 10 to 12 months, at the taxes are paid and and someone messes up their taxes, the IRS come knocking on your door and say, ah, you owe us this amount of money. And it's from and it's because of this. Trading, trading, your trading world, your trading, you know, life is going to start changing. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I hear you. So so yeah, so that's something that we'll continue to watch. And uh, you know, you never know. This this may this may pop up again later. Um, thinking about the people, the way the laws are created, my bet is it's going to happen again, really soon. Uh, but you know, on the, here on the Whiskey Hill, we'll keep you posted. We'll uh, give you the insights you need to be the smartest person at the water cooler or whatever you hang, the, the Zoom chat or whatever. Uh, so keep listening. We'll keep you informed. So you know, as we think about that, now it's time to take a sip. Dive into our whiskey of the day, the King Car Conductor Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, Atul, give tell us about it. Shout out to my dear friend, Ingrid. Uh, she works with me, my colleague. She's a wonderful colleague of mine. Um, she did not give me this bottle, but she's from Taiwan. So I'm just going to give her a shout out. She's cool people. <laughs> what? All right, but a, a Taiwanese friend of mine. Make the connection. This from Taiwan. Make the connection. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> What's going on here? Kind of. Kind of. So this bottle was given to me with a dear friend of mine uh, a couple of years back. And so it comes in, a, the case comes in a large bottle and then the small one. I found the small one the other day. I just showed it to you on screen. It's King Car Whiskey. And it's cool. It's a cool. It's under the Cavalon. Uh, if you look them up, um, Cavalon portfolio of whiskeys, right? So it's based in Taiwan, and Cavalon just means it refers to the earliest inhabitants of Taiwan, and that's how the name came from. Made in Taiwan, but the the barley, the malted barley, is imported from Scotland, and and it's fermented with water from like the mountain ranges in Taiwan, and it gives it that pure round flavor, like, less minerally, like, right? Like, you can tell, like, no peat. Like some Minnetonka. 
Coastal. <laughs> oh, we getting purple rain is <laughs> vanity. Oh, that was. Don't hit rewind again, kid. Man, you're gonna kill the fish. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, yeah. So and it's it's a distilled in copper pot, copper pots, right? So it it and and those copper pots uh, previously used by the Glenlivet Distillery. So there's a lot of ties. All these Asian, so there's an Indian one I'll bring up someday. There's some Japanese ones we've talked yeah. about. They get a lot of their barley from Scotland, though. So there's touches of it from the motherland, and then they they get put their own local spin yeah. to it, right? So it's got a pure, smooth, kind of fruity flavor. It's it's fresh. It reminds me of Singleton, which is a my one of my go tos. What are your thoughts, guys? Um, I got a little spicy taste to it, and uh, outside of that, it's hard to kind of determine. You know the, the the flavor profile on it, but it definitely have a spicy taste to it. Um, I like it. You know, from a visual side, it's a basic looking ass bottle. Uh, so yeah. so uh, that's a basic. It's a basic bit. <laughs> Damn, but it's, Damn. It, it is it is it is a definitely a buy. It's you know it's one of those situations okay. where I think since we're since what's been going on, we've been jumping from country to country about what the uh, yeah. what what um, their different takes. It's actually worth having just to have, right? It's, it's definitely, mm-hmm. hey, I got this bottle from this country. It's actually, you know, and it's, it kind of reflects, I guess, a cultural side too, that spiciness. I mean, it's from a liquor store in Jersey, but yeah, you know, I got it from that country originally. <laughs> yeah, I'm cultural. <laughs> no, um, but no, you know, the finish is long and dry, right? The long and dry finish, what that means, it, long and dry basically means smooth. It's not a blunt taste, which is harsher, which is like Lefroig. Anthony's go to Lefroig. You know what? Ever since, you know what happened? You know what? Just before Clyde tells, gives us his detailed notes that he's uh, tasted. Um, what? Ever since we did the episode with uh, Gemma with Abelor. Is it Abelor? Yeah. Yeah, Abelor. Yeah, Abelor, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had Lefroig since. Good times. Yeah, he's graduated. Nice. Graduated. That's <laughs> graduated. It's beyond MBA. He's PhD level now. Abelo was good. Man. That, that was that we liked. Oh. A, woof, I think that was our best episode because we got lit. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have it back on, man. That yeah. was good times. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, yeah, you touched on the, the finish was was very surprising. You know, I I got a little touch of like apples, look caramel in there. Uh, really oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it jumped out. And then, uh, you know, it had a little sweet, like, maple syrup kind of, like, you know, aroma to it, which I which I found uh, to be very surprising. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You know, it touched on a lot of things that I like. And, uh, you know, the smoothness, the sweet smell, uh, the apple, the oak, uh, all that was was dope to me. You know what we're going to yeah. do when, when, when we all get together again in one of these decades? Uh <laughs> is we're gonna come on, Joe, and we're we're gonna we're gonna go out to a food tasting, and I'm gonna have Clyde describe everything on the menu. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna record it. I don't know, man. I'm kind of scared. I might walk away just you know, Dwight Howard as my five fantasy players. <laughs> I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But I can't help it. Who do you uh, want? Clyde uh, Howard, every position. All <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. By the way, Flatiron, uh, that used to be right by my joint, and then we—I think we hung out yeah, there a couple times, flat right? Iron, yeah, yeah. Yep. They're—they're uh, they're temporarily closed, and it hurts my heart. So I don't know what's going uh, on. Hopefully, good, you man. didn't have any bottles left in the locker. 
I mean, I, I, we did. So <laughs> <laughs> my bottle. They de your bottle. I'm worried about them too. <laughs> I'm worried about them too. They de your bottle. <laughs> they said my bottle. <laughs> Check on eBay. You'll find some half open bottles up being sold. Yeah, what's, what's that name say a fool on it, man? <laughs> anyway. All right, man. Go for it. All right. Clean us up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, uh, you know, as we get ready to close it out, I want to end with, you know, one of the best parts of the show for me. Shit you should know. Shit. Uh, let's dive into it, fellas. This, this is where we dive into hot topics that, you know, we've learned about, read about, seen on TV, uh, just came across and discovered and want to share with you, our listeners. So, uh, kick it off. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go since you guys finish off strong. Um, so <laughs> HHS. Health and Human Services. Uh, they're doing a camp- what it, not campaign. They're actually working with acad- different academic institutions, uh, different industries in healthcare, where they're going to bring a little more structure to artificial intelligence in the healthcare system. Very interesting um, play. They're going to do be more of the uh, regulator in a sense, where they're going to set kind of standards for the entire industry. Because I think, as we realize from uh, the pandemic, there needs to be more input and more push on technology. Uh, within this space. So it's actually a quite an interesting look. So it's going to be around, of course, delivery payments, medical device software, medical products and food. So it's it's going to be an interesting look, um, something to pay attention to and, you know, opportunity for our, for people jumping into the space. All right. Cool. Cool. Nice. What man. you got, though? Um, I'm going to my mind's really simple. So very simple. Wall Street bets. Go on Reddit. Check them out. These cats, they're going to be behind some other cause, some other momentum play soon. Uh, and read that Wall Street Journal article f- about this whole thing. It's from Gunjan Banerjee. And sorry, that's the name I recognize because of BBP. There's another lady involved. She was phenomenal as well. And I heard them on uh, NPR describing the article and the whole research they had done. Go out and read that and get familiar with this and just get familiar with hit us up. We'll, we'll explain stocks and all that to you. Let, get, get in the investing game in a safe way. DM us. Whiskey Hugh. Yeah. Bam. The, on you got people the all IG. up in your DM. On the IG. No, I said Whiskey Hugh. On the IG. I'll just forward it to the <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, I want to touch on uh, Black History Month. Uh, There's something that's just kicked off. Jeez. Uh, I think How it's I forget? really relevant. <laughs> it's all good, man. You know. You know, you're somewhere in between, and I guess you were just on the other side this month. <laughs> Anthony comes in, he comes in halfway through. I'm just playing, I'm playing, that's wrong. Shots, shots. Yeah, brother, man, we love you the same. We love you the same. But uh, Black History Month, you know, initially started off as Negro Week um, over the last 45 years, and it, you know, it expanded to the Black History Month, and, you know, progressively there's been a lot of movement behind it. I would say this year is probably one of the I would say one of the years where it's it's going to be thriving, right? Be, just not only from the standpoint of you know, people being aware, participation, but, you know, 2020 was a lot. Uh, George Floyd, you know, a lot of senseless murders, people and corporations specifically are leaning into going after those black dollars. So, you know, you think about the marketing campaigns that are out there, you start seeing people who are uh, the 15% challenge uh, where, you know, it was this organization started and they wanted to have uh, retailers commit 15% of their, their retail space in line with roughly around the percentage of African-Americans in the United States 
um, with shelf space for black owned businesses. So, you know, those type of challenges around Black History Month, I think are exciting. You're going to see a lot of ad space, a lot of marketing, a lot of dollars being driven, I think probably more than you've ever seen. But then on top of that, there are going to be some commitments and dollars around improving the community. Uh, just heard something recently around Bank of America uh, tripling their uh, investment around uh, home ownership. And, you know, a lot of that is focused on underserved and black and brown communities. So Black History Month is critical and key. Um, and, you know, it's much more than just a month. It's a entire movement. But, you know, there's a bunch of areas out there that I want people to dive into, listen to, read up on. Um, but, you know, one book I would recommend is um, uh, 400 Souls, A Community History of African-Americans, which takes you from 1619 to 2000, uh, uh, 2019. Um, so, you know, that's my shit you should know for the for the uh, for the episode. Nice. Nice, man. That's not, see, that's why I went first. I love it, man. Yeah, uh, you went last. Uh, clean all right. Up. Clean up. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm going to jump in. There's this book that I heard from some Harvard professor that she said, hey, and she said, there's a, there's a, ah, I get the title of it, but it's a book about why was the South fighting or why did the Civil War have to happen? Why didn't the, why didn't the Union, Union states just let them go? I don't know. There's a beautiful story about that. So the, and she had a book she recommended. I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll put it out. Um, I'll get it. I'll, we'll put it out in our notes. Right. Um, it's about yeah. the story. All right, friends, listeners, um, Some Padres, you know, check out the whiskey hue.com. Uh, definitely check us on all social platforms, but give us a listen. Make sure you rate us, give us your feedback. We're listening and, uh, we enjoy doing this. So keep it coming. So thank you for listening to the whiskey hue. Peace.